All right, what's up, America? It's a new episode of Sports Harder. I am your host, Maddie Lukewarm Ice, and my co-host for the evening is the Sports Harder mascot, none other than Maximus Aurelius. Max, do you have uh, anything that you want to say to the audience, you know, since you're co-hosting this evening? As always, very poignant, very, you know, very talkative. He's he's such a, a talkative co-host. I, I love it. But unfortunately for you all, you are going to have to suffer with me as a solo episode this week. And then next week will be July 4th. So we will see about doing an episode uh, on July 4th or maybe on July 5th. We'll see when it comes to that. We'll uh, start off this evening with uh, what's going down, which not much going down. I'm not able to watch anything while I'm doing this episode with you all, but uh, breaking news for the Women's World Cup. USA defeats France 2-1 to one in the quarterfinals and will advance to play England in the semifinals. So we got England and USA set up for the first semifinals match. Um, we'll see how that goes. So USA beating France two to one. Um, it was, uh, a goal. Uh, let's see here. Let's see who had both goals. Rapuni, uh, gets, uh, two goals to be able to put the women through to the next, to the next round. So this will be, uh, interesting against, uh, England and USA, uh, obviously, England known for soccer, and that's their major sport over there. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, as for me, with you know me going on my church mission to England, uh, you know, I since they're playing USA, I can't root for them. I gotta root for USA. And um, if for some reason England makes it through, then I'll root for England. But you know, gotta gotta support a good old USA all the way for for this one so uh in news with uh soccer as well that's been uh coming up uh one of the women's players was interviewed uh before this the world cup had started and she was asked uh about after winning the world cup if they would visit the white house and she basically replied with uh f no i would not go there so one of those things of, you know, uh, obviously she didn't say F, no, she actually, you know, cussed. But, you know, uh, when it comes to that, it's one of those things where, um, you know, Trump and a lot of the major, you know, teams in the world not wanting to go and visit them after winning titles. I think this has, you know... Two, twofold when it comes to this situation. One is you're representing the United States of America. So you're not representing like the Red Sox or Yankees or, you know, the Warriors or Eagles or whoever it is, whatever sport. It's not, you're not representing an American sport. You're representing your country is kind of like the Olympics, you know. 
the World Cup has always been a serious thing for the women just because um, they've been so good and they've won, I think, three in a row so far, and they're going for a fourth one. So always, always been dominant, always been really good, and... I think, in my opinion, if you don't want to go visit Trump and you don't, you didn't vote for him, and you don't like what he's doing, then that's fine. You don't have to. That's part of America. You have the freedom to choose not to go. But I don't think you should have gone down the route of interviewing and saying, you know, f no. She could have just been like, well, if we're lucky enough to win, you know, uh, I will consider it or whatever it may be, or it would be in honor, but I wouldn't want to go at this time, you know, something like that. But, you know, the second part that's not good about this is basically saying, you know, that they're going to win before they even won. And that's just fuel to the fire for all these other countries that are playing against them. You know, the coach, all they have to do to get them going is just basically being like, okay, so they already think they've won before they've even played you. So you all should, you know, basically be like, okay, um, you know, you, you think that you've already won before it's even happened. So I, I would let them know like the, Hey, this is what the women feel about you. This is, this is what the other, this is what the United States women's team feels about you. They feel that, you know, you're, not good enough that they think they've already won just because they've won so many titles back to back. So twofold, I think she messed up where saying basically that they were going to win before they've even played. And as well, I think you should, you don't have to go. I'm not saying that she has to go or she has to support Trump or anything like that, but you have to at least go down the route of just respecting it and being like, since you're representing the USA and just being like, uh, you know, we'll get we'll we'll get to that point after we win. You know, just not not trying to make it into a publicity thing of trying to get what she wants, and you know, basically complaining about what she wants. And of course, a lot of people have said too. You know, if she wanted to, if she does have a big problem, you know, she can go and voice her grievances at the White House while she's there, because. She's there. She can talk to him in person and just be like, hey, this is what I don't like or this is what I don't approve. And, you know, go go down that route to me. So. It, it, it's one of the it's one of those things of. Um, you know, go down that route if you want to as well. But we'll, we'll see what happens if the USA can win. And then, obviously, if they do win, then they'll make a big deal about her remarks and not wanting to go to the White House afterwards. But um, we'll see who else will make it to the semifinals. Uh, it looks like Italy and the Netherlands uh, still have to play. Uh, and Germany and Sweden uh, tomorrow. So we'll see who wins out of those games to be able to move on to the semifinals as well. But the first semifinal matchup is already set with um, uh, England and USA uh, going through. So, um, 
basically, I mean, that's it when it comes to what's been going on with the World Cup and uh, everything that comes to that. Um, the the next thing that we'll uh, move on to is obviously NBA with NBA free agency going on right now. Um, the big uh, to do obviously is uh, Clay Thompson and uh, with the Warriors and what is going to happen with him. As of right now, the news is that they are expecting to offer Clay a max deal. So they they are planning on offering him a max deal to get him to stay with the Warriors, which is good. They need Clay Thompson, him and Steph Curry are the face of that organization. Yes, they do need to keep KD, but KD was never the face of the organization before they started doing well. And KD, you know, might have a, a whole year before he even comes back. So he might miss all of next year. Now, it's not to say that if you miss a whole year that your career goes down the tubes and you're not going to be able to do well. I mean, Andrew Luck, when he had all those shoulder problems, was out for almost two years. And, you know, a lot of people with being a quarterback didn't think he'd be able to come back at all. And then last season, he made his official comeback and tore it up. He did great. He did amazing. And everyone was real surprised at how well he was able to do when he came back. So I don't think you should ever count a player out with their determination of being able to come back. If they are determined and willing, no injury is going to stop a professional athlete from coming back nowadays. Back in the day, they didn't have the doctors. They didn't have the surgeries to be able to help players come back to their full potential and rehab and everything else like that. So with Achilles, yes, it is a little bit of a harder injury, and a lot of people don't come back the same, but I think KD has the potential to be able to do it if he wants to. So a lot of teams maybe are skeptical about trying to pick KD up now because of that. Um, I guess KD had gone to New York to get his surgery done, and he had New York doctors and I guess he's working closely with some of the trainers for the New York teams. So a lot of people are, you know, are speculating now that he may be wanting to go to a New York team, like as what was reported anyways, because he, they had already said that he was wanting to do that potentially. So potentially, you know, that gives more, speculation, more evidence that he might be going to a New York team instead of staying with the Warriors. Um, you know, if he is smart, he won't go to the Knicks because, I mean, Kyrie Irving is supposedly going to be signing with the Nets. So if he wants to have a chance to win, I would say he would need to go to the Nets, you know, with Kyrie Irving. Um, again, this is not going to turn the team around next year because he will miss probably all of next year, but the year after that, it would set them up for success. So, I mean, we'll see when it comes to where KD decides to go. Wherever he does decide to go is going to be a two-year plan of success because his first year, this next year coming up, won't be there. But then the year after that could be the plan for a success for a certain team. So, um, But the Warriors planning on offering Clay a max deal, I think is a great idea for the Warriors. They need to do that. They need to keep him and keep the original team that won the title and just try to work 
around winning another title with that team again. Um, if they lose KD, I mean, and they're gonna they're not gonna have Clay for almost until February, which hurts as well. So they're gonna have they're gonna be missing Clay for most of the year as well. I think the Warriors are kind of on a downcline. They're going towards the opposite direction if they want they want to go because all teams want to continue going up or at least if they're already at the top keep who they have and i think they're just kind of going downhill when it comes to all of this not having clay until february uh potentially losing KD, um a, a lot of things that could set them back for this coming year and the warriors kind of needed to take advantage of when they had this dynasty, you know, making it to the finals five straight years and, you know, winning three of them. They won three of them, which is good. Um, but, you know, when it, when it comes to that, I'm, you know, kind of skeptical now. They had their shot. I mean, a lot of teams, you know, when they, they have their – their their runs they it's hard to stay at the top it's hard to keep winning that's why most sports it's just you know you don't know who's gonna win and you don't know who's gonna be there and it's one of those things of wanting to be able to have that success continually year after year and it just seems so difficult to be able to do in any sport and I think now the Warriors now that they won their three titles, it's one of those things of just like, okay, we won three titles, uh, but now I think they're kind of looking like everyone else. If, if the cards play out the right way, they'll be more like the other teams. It's not, oh, going in, it's good for the NBA because now they can have some parity and be like, okay, who knows who's going to win now. When those five years, everybody knew, okay, like the Warriors are the most dominant team in the NBA, so this is what is happening. So every, everyone kind of knew ahead of time. Everyone knew it was going to be the Warriors. Now it's at a point of, well, we we don't know who it could be anybody type of thing. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. It, like I said, my opinion is, you know, I could be wrong. My opinion could be wrong, and the Warriors could prove me wrong, and then they'll make it back to the finals again. But I just think it's going to be a harder road to get there than it has been for them, and this will prove their toughness and their, you know, how much they can do to be able to get through what they need to get through. So, you know, if they can push and get through and be able to overcome the odds with ha not having KD if he does leave and not having, you know, Clay until February, then that's great. And that shows a lot of heart and grit for them. I just think it's going to be very hard for them to do it. Um, I don't think they'll win the West at least. So, you know, we'll see when it comes to, to that. So, um, Let's see. And then sources say as well um, that Kawhi, Kawhi is going to let the Raptors make a final pitch, but they're also, he's also requesting a meetup with, uh, with uh, Jeannie Buss and the Lakers. So this happens if 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 Kawhi goes to the Lakers I think it's a done deal and the Lakers are gonna win 
like the the lake the Lakers will will dominate if if Kawhi Leonard ends up going to their team. And um, we had someone comment on our Facebook page, uh, Eldon. He uh, he commented with a great comment. He basically said Lakers are uh, Lakers are going to sign another max free agent, either Leonard Ivering. Uh, sorry, Irving, I bring <laughs> Irving or um, the Greek freak. And this shiz is going to get really crazy. So, I mean, he's right. If the Lakers get one more big person, any of those people, then it is going to get crazy and the Lakers are going to be on top again. And if Kawhi is seriously considering being, um, if Kawhi is ser- seriously considering being, uh, um, a Laker, then, you know, to me, I think it's a, it's a done deal. Like that's definitely, it's going to happen if that's the case. Um, so we'll see when it comes to that. Um, they, yeah, they just need one more person. I mean, that's it. They just need one more, one more person to, uh, to get things going and they, they are going to be able to make some noise in the West for sure. So, um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there, but I like, I like Eldon's, uh, comments. We appreciate that on Facebook, on our sports harder podcast, Facebook page, uh, go check it out. We have updates there and we have, um, you know, videos and, uh, behind the scenes and all kinds of cool stuff and, uh, updates on what's going on. So, Definitely go check that out. Check us out on Twitter at Sports Harder P. So uh, sports, uh, the S is capitalized, and then the capital P. So at Sports Harder P uh, with the capital P on the end. Uh, and then check us out at uh, Instagram at uh, Sports underscore Harder underscore Podcast. So um, that's just all the ways that you can you – can, uh, let us know. And so the Lakers uh, did ship uh, some players to the Wizards to open up uh, space so that way they can be able to do a max deal. So the Lakers are literally doing everything in their power to make this happen, to get another big person in, whether it's Jimmy Butler or Kawhi. And Kawhi is seriously considering the Lakers. If Kawhi was smart, he wouldn't go to the Clippers. He would go to the Lakers. Like you, you team up with LeBron and Anthony Davis, like you know you're gonna win, and like why not win another title, especially with those guys? I think that would be the smartest move he could ever make. Yes, if you go to the Clippers, you're gonna be it's your team. You're the guy. You're the man. You know, going to the Lakers, it's like okay, LeBron is the big news, and you know, taking up a lot of you know the publicity and stuff like that, but. Kawhi doesn't like to be in the spotlight. He doesn't like the, you know, having to in- do interviews and talk to people. He likes to stay low key anyways. So, I mean, I think going to the Lakers would be fine because all the, you know, all the hype and all the, everybody looking is going to be on, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron. So I think if they get that third person, the West needs to watch out. Like, I think they are going to be a major contender for sure. For sure, if that's what happens. Um, 
Uh, and then uh, as well for the for World Cup, uh, the Greek freak to play for Greece at World Cup. So Giannis will be playing for his country, his home country at the World Cup. Uh, so that's uh, some major news there. Um, and then also, I don't know, not as big of a deal, I guess, but LeBron says he's going to give his number 23 to Anthony Davis. Uh, so that that will go there. Um, we still got a lot of big people, though. Um, well, I mean, a lot of big, you know, Jimmy Butler, we still don't know where he's going. Um, you know, and some of these other people... Uh, that we don't know where where they're going to end up signing, you know, uh, or, you know, what's going to happen when it comes to that. Uh, so it looks like uh, they have announced that the Warriors are going to offer Clay Thompson a five-year, $190, $190 million max deal. Um, so the team is confident that he's going to accept that. I mean who wouldn't and he's the face of the franchise why go somewhere else when you like where you're at and you like your coach and you know um he tore his acl so he is gonna be out for a little while but you know it's one of those things of like you know he needs to be able to to come back you know and, and be able to help that team out and ACL isn't as bad as Achilles like KD, but, um, I think, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be fine to be able to, to come back and, uh, help the, the team as well. Um, and then KD will become an unrestricted, unrestricted free agent as it shows there. So, I mean, he is planning on leaving, um, well, not leaving, sorry, but he's just going to be free agent. He could still potentially stay if uh, the Warriors offer him something. But, I mean, um, with the big offer for Clay, I don't know if that means that KD is – they know that KD is already leaving or, you know, what's going to happen when it comes to that. I know the a lot of people are complaining as well about the doctors and that – Maybe KD's mad about that because the Warriors' doctors had said, you know, that he was cleared to play, and then he got the Achilles injury. Um, I don't think doctors could be blamed for what had happened. You know, he still has the decision to be like, well, I don't want to play. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, risk getting injured or you know, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I don't think I don't think the that's has anything to do with him getting injured. You know, he still had the decision. He felt like he was okay, and he decided to play. And if if he is upset about them clearing him to play, he should only be upset at himself for deciding to play. But it's one of those things where you know he was kind of it was a double edged sword of you know damned if I do, damned if I don't because. If, you know, if he doesn't play, then everyone's like, hey, you abandoned your team. You weren't there for him when they needed you the most. It was the NBA Finals. You know, they were down in the series. They needed him to come back. But, you know, he did come back, and then he got injured, and then everyone was like, well, why did you come back so quickly? You know, you shouldn't have 
come back if you knew you were going to get injured again. You know, now you're costing a year of you know eligibility to to play for next season. So, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't type of thing. You know, oh, what was he thinking playing because then he got injured? The only thing would have been is if he didn't get injured, if he played and helped him, then, you know, it would have been like, oh, what a genius, what a smart guy, like, you know, and he helps the team, you know, win a finals. But, you know, with him getting re-injured, that definitely didn't help things. And so uh, a lot of drama, a lot of things that will be interesting um, NBA, um, NBA looking into allowing coaches to challenge calls in the NBA, and they're going to start this off by the summer league. So the summer league in the NBA is going to allow coaches to start challenging to see what it will be like to see if they want to do that in the regular season, which is the same with the NFL. They preseason they'll try out new things and see how it goes and then if it's good then they will you know use it for the regular season so um coaches will only get one challenge per game whether it is successful or unsuccessful so uh unlike the nfl where if it's successful you you know get to keep you earn another challenge this is you just get one challenge no matter what. So coaches need to choose wisely when they want to challenge something. Um, coaches must have a timeout remaining to use the challenge. So that's another st- strategic thing that they need to keep an eye on is making sure that they have a timeout. Um, and the team must call a timeout immediately after the event if, if it would like to challenge. And the coach must... Uh, twirl his or her index finger towards the refs to signal for the challenge. So uh, basically, you know, saying that they want to replay or they want them to look at it again, basically is the twirling of the hand. A lot of players started doing that this year at the two minute mark for when they were able to look at replays was they had to wait until the two minute mark. So, um, so, yeah, there you go. Um, the crew chief among the re- uh, referees will determine the outcome of the challenges involving called fouls. Uh, the NBA replay center will decide all other challenges. Any uh, technical or flagrant fouls that occur during or immediately after the call being challenged will stand regardless of the outcome of the challenge. So, there you go. Um so this will be interesting to see, you know, that the NBA is progressing towards what other sports are doing when it comes to replay challenges. I I hope it doesn't take long to be able to review and get done because, I mean, NBA, at least during the regular season, isn't as exciting until it gets to the postseason, um, you know, to make the games longer, make things prolonged more because, I mean, when it gets to the two-minute mark, they have a lot of replays anyways to make sure everything is right and correct. And, you know, that draws the game out in itself. Um, So hopefully they won't have too many when it comes to that. Too many problems, I guess, is what I mean. Because obviously you want to make sure the call is right and you want to make sure everything is done the right way. Um, But it will be interesting to see how that goes during the summer league and uh, how well that'll be able to do. I'm sure the Summer League will get a lot of publicity once uh, Zion starts playing and 
you know, all the other uh, young guys that got drafted. Um, I think the summer league will get more publicity than it's ever had with Zion just because of how much of a, you know, how much of a star he's projected to be and how much they're saying he's going to be able to change the league. Um, you know, they, they haven't had as much hype since, you know, having um, LeBron come into the league of someone that they think is just going to change, you know, change everything, you know, be able to change, change, you know, change the league. So, um, so, We'll, we'll we'll see how the the summer league goes. That'll be exciting to see with the new uh, challenge rule that they can be able to do that. Um, we'll take a break right now uh, with the time uh, getting close. And what we'll do is uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit of baseball and some things going on there. Uh, wrap up with uh, any type of NFL uh, that we want to talk about. And then uh, wrap up with the two-minute drill. So uh, we will be back in a flash uh, before that. Um, just a shout out to Jay and his podcast, Free Hugs and High Fives. Um, you can check it out on Spotify, on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, all the major uh, podcast providers. So go check that out, Free Hugs and High Fives uh, for Jay's podcast. And we will be back in a flash. All right, we're back better than ever, ready to rumble in the jungle for our second part of the podcast. Uh, we had talked about some World Cup in the first part, some uh, M- M- NBA and free agency and what was going on with that. Uh, now we're going to talk about a little bit of baseball and what's been going on there. Um, now, baseball... Uh, of course, uh, is coming up on the All-Star uh, game here pretty soon. Uh, July 10th, I think it is, for the All-Star game. So people have been voting for that and getting that going. Um, it looks like, uh, as well, um, a lot of big news in baseball has been the netting and trying to extend that because another player had gotten injured at Dodgers Stadium and had to go to the hospital uh, to have uh, some surgery and some, and, and to be looked at. So now baseball is saying that they, you know, want to start getting this net going and have the net go all the way down the line. Now, is that something that's going to happen officially? I don't know, unless more people start to get injured and start and things start to happen. Um, but a lot of people say, you know, when they sit along the line there that they don't want the net in the way, you know, while they're watching the game, which, you know, it can be understandable not wanting to have that in the way while they're watching. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, when it comes to, to that, if they uh, decide that, you know, fan safety, it needs to be done. Um, and uh, some other things that happened as well at Dodgers uh, Stadium was that happened uh, this week. Well, twice, not the same person, but twice uh, a fan had run onto the field to try to tackle uh, the Dodgers player, um, Cody Bellinger. So 
both of them were female fans. Um, the the one that had gotten uh, ta- one had gotten tackled by security, which was pretty hilarious. Uh, she basically went to hug him, and then as security is tackling <laughs> this girl, she he the Bellinger Cody Bellinger basically was just like, okay you know, you, you know, you're going to jail. Right. And then she replied, well, it was worth it. So, (laughs) so it was, it was worth it for her to be able to, to do that. Um, she posted later on, uh, it was like Twitter, Instagram pictures of herself getting tackled and saying that it was like the best day of her life that she was able to hug. (laughs) She was able to hug this, uh, this person, uh, Cody Bellinger. So, you know, I just, uh, I, she's probably going to get banned like from the stadium. She won't ever be able to come back. So even though she says it's worth it, I don't see how it's worth it to have to pay however much to get out of jail. And then as well, not to be able to come back to the stadium ever again. And it's not like Cody Bellinger, like hugged her back and was just like, Oh, Hey, yeah, nice to meet you. No, he was like, he had his like hands up in the air trying to like run away and, you know, she got tackled. So, you know, I I don't understand why it was worth going through all that trouble just to be able to, you know, hug a player that, you know, you think is cute and that you like, you know, when it comes to that. But I don't know. I, I guess I'm just not that big of a fan as uh, some other people. Um, so that's that's been uh, interesting with that. Um, also... Um, police have arrested the mastermind in the David Ortiz shooting. So they have arrested someone when it comes to his shooting and what had happened there. Um, let's see. So the report says uh, Friday uh, they had announced that they have arrested the man behind the shooting of baseball great David Ortiz in an apparent case of mistaken identity. Uh, police said... Um, Victor Hugo Gomez was detained in the Caribbean uh, country. No further details were immediately released. Authorities had said last week that they believed Gomez was living in the United States and described him as a dangerous fugitive, adding that he was an associate of Gulf, uh, sorry, Mexico's Gulf cartel. So um, he is accused of ordering the killing of his cousin, uh, Sicto David Fernandez. Authorities say hit men confused Ortiz with Fernandez during the June 9th shooting at a bar in the capital of uh, Santo Domingo. The two men are friends and were sharing a table. Wow, so they mistakenly shot the wrong person in, in this hit of trying to assassinate this person. That's that's pretty terrible. <laughs> like, I don't know how much they got paid to assassinate, you know, this person, but, you know, hopefully they didn't get paid a whole heck of a lot shooting the wrong person. You don't even know which person you're supposed to be killing. Like, that's terrible. That, that's bad. Um, let's see. Um So I guess he's uh, saying that uh, this was not this was not him. I guess he's pleading his case. He said, "I would never do something like this." Gomez said, adding that he did not try to kill his cousin and least of all David Big Poppy. Um. Wow. 
So this is uh, this is interesting then that they're saying he's saying it wasn't him, and but the police are saying I guess that it is. Um, wow. So he's saying he had nothing to do with uh, you know killing either of them or trying or wanting to kill his his uh, his one cousin, and then after that, you know, uh, trying to. Well, he wasn't trying to kill Big Poppy. Obviously, it was a mistake. But he was saying, you know, I wouldn't want to try to kill him either. So th this is very interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to say that uh, to see what happens. Um, oh, there's how much he was. Oh, see, I just had to read a little bit further, a little bit more detail. On Friday, authorities uh, also announced the arrest of another suspect, uh, Alberto Rodriguez Monta who is accused of paying the hitman around $8,000. So it was $8,000 to kill this person. Like, 8000 yeah. That's not a whole heck of a lot, I guess, I would say, to kill somebody. I mean, you know, you'd think it'd be a lot more, but obviously this guy wasn't very professional then. If 8000 he wasn't able to uh, realize who it was that he was trying to, you know, kill when it comes to that. So, um that so that yeah that was a whole interesting story when it when it comes to that um so yeah we'll we'll see right now in the standings for baseball it looks like um the yankees are ahead in the east uh the twins are ahead in the central um houston ahead in the west um the braves ahead in the east uh the cubs ahead in the central and the dodgers ahead in the west which Dodgers are looking good again. Uh, they might make it to a third straight World Series, but you know, are they going to be able to finally win the big one? They don't want to be like the Bills, you know, in the I think it was the '90s, like '80s, '90s, where they went to four straight and they weren't able to win any of them. I mean, the Buffalo Bills in in football to be able to go to four straight Super Bowls, which is very hard to do, and not win a single one, I mean, that that is just awful. That's just terrible. Um, I would feel really bad for those fans. And I would feel bad for the Dodgers if they make it to three straight World Series and not able to finally win one, you know, uh, when it comes to that. So it'll be interesting. It looks like right now the Dodgers have the best record in baseball, so we'll see how much the momentum they can carry that after the all-star break and if they can be able to uh, finally win the big one, <laughs> see if they can finally make it through. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the news that's going on right now when it comes to baseball. Like I said, just getting ready for the all-star break here coming up real soon. Um, and... Yeah, and that's that's all that's really going on with that. So, and moving on to NFL news, um, I don't think too much is going on with uh, NFL other than people getting you know ready for um, preseason, getting ready uh, for camp and everything like that. Um, let's see if they have any uh, major news that's going on right now.
Yeah, it doesn't look like anything too big going on. A lot of people talking about, of course, um, you know, NFL fantasy and where to go when it comes to that. Uh, the top picks when it comes to, you know, fantasy football. Um, it'll be interesting to, to see who who's going to take some top spots. You know, Antonio Brown, if he's still going to be up there in fantasy to be, you know, to pick him at a top pick with being on a new team with the Raiders. Um, is Juju Smith going to, you know, skyrocket it, you know, through the roof um, when it comes to that as well? Um you know, a lot of a lot of interesting, you know, things going on when it comes to that, and uh, seeing how how that's going to go. I think uh, once I get a co-host, we'll probably take some more time to actually discuss what we think when it comes to that, how those players are going to do, how some players are going to do in their next season, like Patrick Mahomes, how well he's going to actually play, and how well he's going to do, um, and and talk about that as well. Um, what teams are kind of set up best for success. Uh, when it comes to that, I think the the Chiefs kind of did what the Rams did in the offseason and got some veterans and some great players to kind of put together the last of what they need to make that Super Bowl run. And I think the Chiefs kind of, I've, I've, depending if they get Hill back or not or how many games he's going to get suspended, that's going to be that's going to be the team to beat, I think, uh, when it comes to the AFC. So uh, I got, I got high hopes for, for the chiefs. And I think Patrick Mahomes is kind of going to be the, the new face of the league. And I think he's going to continue doing well. I don't think he'll have as great of a season as he did last season, you know, with the touchdowns, but he's going to, he, he's he's going to, I think he's going to have a lot of, I think he's going to have a lot of uh, success. And I think he's going to do, do really well in the NFL. Um, we'll be able to talk more about the Raiders and, you know, with them being on hard knocks and some of the stuff that goes on there. We can talk about the, each episode and what we thought about it. Um, So we'll 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 see when it comes to that. I'm kind of looking at uh, some of the some of the news that people have been talking about when it comes to that. But all all that's really going on is just uh, uh, fancy football talk, and of course uh, with uh, Tyreek Hill and what's going to happen this offseason with him and the investigation and uh, getting into all of that if he's going to you know be back or not. So. We'll, we'll dive into that. Uh, like I said, more details about that. That's going to be, I think, something more fun to talk about when I have another person here, another co-host to be able to talk to about it and kind of get their opinions and kind of bounce some ideas back and forth off uh, on that. Um, so... I guess now we can just uh, be able to do the two-minute drill. We'll have a shorter episode uh, today, unfortunately. Um, well, I mean, one thing we can talk about that I can bring up real quick before we do the two-minute drill, because it's kind of part of the two-minute drill, is uh, tomorrow uh, tomorrow night uh, going to be watching the UFC fight night, uh, Nuganu versus uh, Dos Santos. 
Um, I'm very, very excited about this heavyweight fight. Nuganu is a beast. Um, he's I've only seen him in one bad fight. You know, all his other fights, he's been able to just absolutely demolish people, and he's just a, you know, just a, a knockout machine. Um, if Nuganu wins, I think it kind of puts him in contention again to fight for the title. Um, you know, I don't know if DC is going to want to continue fighting for very much longer. You know, he said he wants one big fight and then he'll be done. But, you know, the one big fight originally was going to be against Brock Lesnar, but it doesn't look like that is happening now with Brock Lesnar staying with WWE. So I can't see the, you know, the Brock and the DC thing happening. So I don't know if DC is just going to call it quits after this, or if he's going to try to fight, Bones Jones again, if Bones Jones wins his uh, next pay-per-view on the 6th, you know, at heavyweight or, you know, that way Bones Jones will be, you know, the champ of both potentially if if he would be DC at heavyweight or, you know, if he if DC is just going to call it good after, you know, his next fight, if he's going to call it quits after that. Um, so... So, yeah, I mean, it looks like Nuganu could potentially, you know, face being able to, you know, fight for the title again, which I would, you know, definitely be excited for and would, would want to see. Um, Jones, you know, Bones Jones is, like I said, he's called out, you know, almost everyone in the heavyweight division, but I don't know if he would want to call, call out Nuganu. <laughs> that, that's one bad dude. If, if he connected once against Jones, I feel like, he could be asleep. He could be done. He would be done though. So, um, uh, so let's see if there's any other big matches when it comes to the fight night that we can talk about than Nuganu and Dos Santos. Um, if there's, you know, maybe some other people that I know, some other names. Um, Now, Damian Maya is going to be fighting uh, Anthony Rocco Martin uh, at welterweight. So that will be uh, an interesting fight uh, as well. Uh, I do know Damian Maya. So uh, he was a, a coach for um, on one of the Ultimate Fighter seasons. Uh, so that will be interesting for, for that fight. Uh, no one else. I don't really see anybody else, but... Uh, it's worth watching if you just watch it for, um, if you just watch it for the Dos Santos and Nganu, uh fight. If you just watch it solely for that purpose, then it's worth it. Um, probably gonna be watching it at B Dubs. Uh, gonna go there, get some wings, you know, chill, relax with some friends, and and watch the fights. I think it would be fun. It's gonna be fun. Uh, might go to Orioles game this weekend too, potentially, uh, if the weather holds up and, you know, be able to go and do that. Uh, so get to go watch my O's play. Uh, they, again, they have one of the worst records in, uh, baseball right now and they, they aren't doing great at all, but you know, it's one of those things of, you know, every team has their rebuilding years and we're definitely in rebuild mode for sure. Uh, you know, once we had gotten up there, we were so high up and, you know, we were 
you know, one series away from going to the World Series. And, you know, I thought that year could be our year finally. But uh didn't happen and doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon, but that's okay. I'm going to, you know, bleed orange through and through and going to always support them till the day I die. So, you know, always got to stick with your team, even through the good times and the bad times, no matter what. So, yeah, that's that's what's uh, going down for the weekend. That's what's going to be happening. Hopefully go to the O's game uh, as well. Going to, you know, go to B-dubs and watch the fights. Going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to do that. Um, and check us out, like I said, on our Facebook page. Check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, and catch us uh, all those places. We, we want more comments, more feedback. Um, gonna put a poll up here to see where everyone thinks uh, Kawhi Leonard should go to or where they think he's gonna go to, you know, when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, get that. I'm gonna get that poll set up everywhere and, and get that going. So that'll be a lot of fun. Get your guys' input, get your comments in there. We can shout out like we did for Eldon today. You know, we, we read your comments, we talk about them. Uh, we love doing Q and A's, just anything you want to do to participate in the podcast. We are all about it. We we're going to do it because we, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Um, you know, let your friends and family know, let, uh, you know, share the podcast with them. Uh, anchor Spotify, Apple podcasts, all the major places, just anywhere. So definitely, you know, share the love, share the message, let them know, uh, you know, we want to we want to keep things going, keep it fun, keep it exciting. So, hopefully next week, July fourth, uh, do uh, an episode maybe before things go down with uh, fireworks and stuff like that. If not, then we'll be doing an episode on July fifth, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. <laughs>